and welcome to our podcast about living on the Lewy Body Roller Coaster, a podcast for Lewy Body dementia patients and their families, presented by Lewy Body patients and their families. You will hear firsthand the ups and downs and twists and turns of Lewy Body dementia from families directly affected. We'll share our support and experiences on all things Lewy Body. We're your hosts, Linda and Curry. I have a loved one with Lewy Body dementia. And I am living with Lewy Body Dementia. Let's get started. Welcome back, podcast family. Yes, welcome back, y'all. Before we introduce our guest today, we want to remind all of our listeners that it's important to us that our listeners and the medical community hears from those affected with this disease by listening to how it makes us feel what our concerns are, and how we can help one another by sharing suggestions, advice, and friendship. We're not giving medical advice, but rather sharing our open and honest feelings and thoughts as we live with Lewy Body Dementia. Okay, now for a shout out to some of our supporters. I want to shout out to Matthew and Aaron Garachi. And by the way, get well, Matthew. He's down with influenza right now. Uh, D. Rick Reichert. And Carl and Lori Reiner, and to everyone else who helps keep this podcast going. Also, I want to remind you all that if you'd like to be a guest and share your story in hopes of helping others, please contact Linda Zapula or myself through Facebook Messenger or our email, which is louiebodyrollercoaster at gmail.com. We'd love to have you on the show. Yep. And a quick reminder. Uh, we always have the Patreon and GoFundMe links at the bottom of the episode notes, and I think it's in the announcement somewhere on the page, Curry, right? It is. Yeah. And remember that Curry and I do not use any of the funds for ourselves. They're used to defray the cost of editing, monthly podcast hosting, Zooms, and um, more importantly, to help others in need with Louis body dementia. So you're not just helping us keep the podcast going, you're helping others with Louis body dementia as well. So thanks again from the bottom of our hearts. Let's get started. This week, please welcome back James and Anne-Marie Hoogie to the podcast. So Anne-Marie, let me ask you, you were talking about some key points, as you called them, that made all the difference in Louis diagnosis and living with Louis. That, that, can you share with some that you haven't shared already? Um, I, think, I think one of the things that I would uh, share that gave me incredible hope is uh something i learned actually about 30 years ago um my daughter our daughter was born three months premature and i was in um master's degree program at the time and i was in um computer science and operating systems and my professor um and her husband both taught at my university and she came to visit us in the hospital her daughter, I mean, you could have laid their medical records side by side and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. They had exactly the same series of events and things that happened to them. And uh, what this professor did, she brought me a couple of academic papers where they had done research on preemies. And the conclusion of these papers was that the education level of the mother, the primary caregiver, was the single determining factor. There was no other statistically relevant factor that would indicate the success of these children as they grew, the education level of the mother. 
And so uh, what that tells me today is that because, because I, and I don't, I have a bias personally towards structured and formal education, but it doesn't have to be structured or formal education for those people that, that are self um, uh, regulating learners and self learners. It, 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 it's perfectly, it, it doesn't matter. The point is that you're a person with that um, thirst and habit of acquiring knowledge. Right. And so when I think back to Laura's birth and, and how she's progressed in life and her success, that made me more confident about being able to help James. Because when our primary care physician said there's nothing wrong with him and the neuro first neurologist said there's nothing wrong with him, I knew they were wrong. And I was confident in it because I had knowledge, I had education to think critically about what was going on. And so I would tell other caregivers to trust yourself and trust your knowledge. And if you're not yet a person who does that, find some friends who do. Podcast, mm-hmm. support group, <laughs> yeah. you know, or yeah. become one of those people who's, who's doing the research and learning. So educate yourself. There are resources out there. And the other thing I would tell you is that the biggest benefit I think was um, I have a tendency to journal and I have the records of <laughs> when he burped, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, the, that's the same thing my wife did. Yeah. And because the journals were all dated. Yeah. And because I said, okay, we're seeing doctor so-and-so or we're seeing, you know, psychiatrist so-and-so or this happened at the grocery store, right? And, and, and gave information about the circumstances and the surroundings, right? The logistics of the event. Because I capture that kind of stuff because I'm weird, okay? Um, it gave the doctor the information she needed to make a confident diagnosis in a relatively brief amount of time after, after meeting it, because, um, you know, all of these kind of notes were made before I started. Well, I didn't even know what Louis body was. I didn't know Louis body existed. Um, and so that's what I would tell people is if you haven't got a diagnosis yet, start, if you're not already doing it, start keeping that dated journal. Um, of of things that happen you know uh is your loved one alert in the morning but not in the afternoon or whatever just start keeping that journal and then the third thing you know as our our visits are fewer um since the the neurologist got him stabilized and so i don't write a lot in my journals anymore because there's not as much to write thank you um the the thing that I do, I have a love affair with post-it notes. I have them everywhere. But so what I do is I'll put a date and a time and call out the event or the question or the concern or what what he did. And I can't figure out why he did it. All of those things, I'll just make those notes and I stick them on my 
Louis log. I keep the, uh, a little, it's just a little notebook and, um, it has in it, um, things like the list of all his doctors, the list of all his medications. The piece I don't have yet is I don't have his history typed up. I have it in my journals, but not typed up. And then I make a, um, I type all the, the post-it notes onto a, uh, question. I leave space in between them. And then when we, um, when we do the meeting, when we go to the appointment, I have place to write in between and I make a copy of this and give it to the doctor. Okay. That's a great idea. So, um, those, uh, that's the thing that I would, you know, everybody isn't a documentation hound like I am, um, you know, use the voice to text stuff in your phone to make memos in your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, some people can't type so that works great you know but to me that being able to give our doctors the that kind of information on a fairly regular basis as we're going is it to me is just incredible don't take no for an answer keep your journals and i'll tell you the last thing is uh and i have to be authentic in this and Okay, if you need to cut this out, mm-hmm. cut it out, but whatever. Um, I think the thing that made the biggest difference for James and me to get and live with this diagnosis was that we do a lot of praying. And we asked our blessed Lord and his mother to take our confusion and our fear and our pain and all of that. And we offer it up for the salvation of souls. So. I don't know how else, I don't know how other people make meaning out of their pain. I don't know what they do with all the pain. But for us, I can't, I can't keep that. I, I don't have room in here for pain. I have to get that out of me. And so that's what I do with it. I offer it up. And um, I believe that God will bring good out of anything. And, I, and I'd rather cooperate with him um, in his plan and let him bring about whatever good he's going to bring. I just, I believe deeply in that. And I know other people don't share the same faith beliefs, but my hope for them would be that they, that they believe in something, right? That, that there's something is big enough, strong enough for them to anchor to it, right? I agree. Have you guys ever heard the second verse to the serenity prayer? Okay, I'll read the whole thing. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, Taking, as he did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will. That I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Mm -hmm. Now, that's living. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh. 
Yeah, thanks for sharing all that so far, James and Anne-Marie. But I do want to ask each of y'all if you would share your thoughts on attending the Zoom support meetings. I'll start with you, James, since you attend my Thursday meetings. Uh, what do you think of uh, 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 how, how do you think of the Zoom meetings? I look forward to having them. It's like being with my friends, you people bet. that I care for. And it's, it's lovely just to share and listen uh, about what's going on in their lives sharing what's going on in my life well i know it's, it's a pleasure to have you in there uh we sure we sure look forward to seeing you every thursday and you need to start if you can you need to start making our monday or friday meetings too okay that's my fault because i'm still working oh and, and i hadn't set an alarm for when the the meetings are supposed to start, and mm -hmm. the, by the time I remember, it's Monday or Friday. It's like two in the afternoon. <laughs> so we got our alarms set now. So we're okay. we're gonna um, we're gonna. I promise. Uh, Anne Marie, what do you think about the Zoom meetings? Well, uh, this is gonna sound unbearably arrogant, but you'll have to forgive me because you know you're a Texan. I'm, I'm strong. Sorry. I'm strong. <laughs> I'm like an oak tree, strong, uh -huh. right? Well, when when you find out Louis is going to join the family, you kind of got to be a like a willow tree, strong. You got to be able to flow with the wind, right? Well, I was strong, and I didn't think I needed support group, but um, I I heard your interview with Deepa Snow Curry, mm -hmm. and I okay. So don't tell Linda this because she might get jealous. But I fell in love with your voice. <laughs> and and I started thinking about James and who he is and what he resonates to. And I knew he had to get on your sport group. Mm -hmm. And I also knew James from long experience isn't going to go somewhere alone. And so... I had to go to the support groups first and bring him with me. Now, I modeled the behavior and I found a gift that I wasn't expecting, right? Um, in 57 years, I haven't gotten anything out of a support group or counseling session in my life because I think too much all by myself and nothing anyone else told me ever gave me something that I hadn't thought about already. But when I joined the ladies and the spouses group at that point in time, we, there's only wives in there, but um, it was, it was like a group hug. Um, I, I didn't realize how heavy the load was that I was carrying until those ladies, just by being there and just by welcoming me and just by sharing the fact that, that they understood what I was going through. It took that burden off of me. They can't take it all, but they took enough off of me that I got done with that first meeting um, thinking, okay, I know that this is the value this support group gave me. And in one meeting, <laughs> you know, now how do I engage with them? to give that back them and then 
like we said at the beginning, pay it forward. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I know that um, I can get on the meeting and even if it's just for that little while, I can stop being the strong one yeah. and be, and be nurtured. And you, you bring that to us too, Anne-Marie, because I can always count on you to say the most powerful things. Um, and for, li for those listener listening on our little Saturday spouses support group, yes, there's only women right now, and that's men are more than welcome. But we also have a Facebook uh, messenger group text. And I find on top of what you're talking about, Amory, attending the groups, somebody's having a, a moment or a, a moment in time where it's, they're, they're weak and they're not sure what to do. We just post on that group text and man, you get lifted up in you, my friend. And our, our dear friend, Marsha, between the two of you, we always feel so much better. So I want to thank you for that because you always spin it and she does have a quirky sense of humor, which I love because I get your sense of humor. <laughs> We're like two peas in a pod, you and I. So I never think that, you know, when you spin it, something funny, it's, it is funny for us because, you know, we, we need that levity. Did she just of call laughter. me a vegetable? No. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, my wife, uh, she's old school. She's, she's just like what you said. Uh, She's the strong, she's strong, and she has learned, like you said, that you have to bend a little bit, just like a willow tree does, mm -hmm. and uh, I think joining the spouse group has really helped her, mm -hmm. uh, took her, took her a long time to join, but I, I think it's really helped her. She was kind of coerced. When I showed up and I was like, listen, just come in. Tracy and I were in the RV and I said, just come and listen. But I'm telling you, you're a sweet woman. I was like, do you want to share about so-and-so? And she's like, oh, okay. We never got the screen back. And everybody was so happy to see Curry's Linda. So it's, it's wonderful. And um, I, I can't even. Uh, well, I thank you all so much for accepting yeah. her in there. Yeah. But I want. Anne-Marie to share that quote, because I even texted the other day, I'm like, what is that quote you told me? Because <laughs> when you, you do, you think as a caregiver, it's like, oh my gosh, like, this is only going to get worse, or, you know, this happened, and that just happened. Now, this happened, and Anne-Marie, I know you said you, I don't know, did you write it, or you found this quote somewhere, but it's perfect, so please share. With no, I made listener. it up. Did you? No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> you'll, you'll see. <laughs> You know, I, I go on the meetings, I go on the, the support group meetings and listen to your podcast and I hear what other people are dealing with. And, and frankly, sometimes I get off the meeting and I sit there and shake with fear, seriously, about, mm -hmm. about, you know, James is not experiencing a lot of these things yet. A lot of the things Curry has talked about, James is not there yet. And I'm, and I'm afraid, but then, then I remember who I trust, right? And I say, Amory, don't borrow trouble from tomorrow. Your credit's no good. <laughs> you know what? I didn't make it up really. Matthew said it before me. If you're interested, it's Matthew 6, 34. 
you can look it up. No, but I've, I, how many times have I texted you? I'm like, what is that saying? So I, I, I wrote it down now because I'm like, okay, I got it. I, I really, Emery, don't stop sending your positivity our way. I, for one, don't make me cry. It's been a while since I've, had, I've cried on this. Just last week. It was. <laughs> If that's a while, I guess so. The one thing I regret is not being able to, I drove right through your town to get to Big Bend. And um, I knew we couldn't stop there on the way to Big Bend. And because I had COVID, I would not, I wouldn't even stop and visit Curry as much as he was begging me. I'm like, I can't do it. I regret not being able to hug you, but it's going to happen. And I appreciate you. Everything I own that was in the garage and the storage room in my office is in my living room. And the front yard is a mess. It's just a mud hole. So there, it would have been a bad time to visit. <laughs> I would have done it anyway. Trust me. Yeah. But, um, you know, maybe we'll come and visit you if you ever get all your boxes unpacked. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> it, it, you were saying that and I was just like, is she living my life? But you, she is. My house on, looks just like yours. I know. She is building on to her house. Um, so that's why. But I, I'm, I'm in a house and it, you see on my boxes. Poor Sam, who comes to our support group, he told his wife he, he's planning a trip to come here because he has muscles and he can help me move the boxes. And I'm like, but you don't understand. I don't have anywhere to put them. <laughs> That's the thing. But anyway, I just seriously you put thank, a thank you. put a tablecloth over them, Linda. Yep. You put a tablecloth over them and you pretend that they're part of your formal furniture. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Put a bedspread over Sam and. Yeah, it may. There you go. Flower pot. <laughs> yeah. Picture well, of curry. Uh, yeah. Um, got it. Picture of curry, she said. There you go. <laughs> and darts. And darts. <laughs> and darts. I love you, That's curry. right. <laughs> well, what, what final advice would you give to others on this journey? Or do you have any words of wisdom, perhaps? I would say listen to what is said because you never know. When, you, when you're going to find that nugget, that inspiration, that will be a key to living on with Louis body. Mm. Yeah. And there's lots of, lots of pearls that we find. Yeah. Given freely. Yeah. And, and unaccustomed as I am to public speaking, I have three. <laughs> really only three Number one i know right <laughs> sorry read c.s lewis the problem of pain or listen to it in an audiobook on youtube it it was very helpful to me uh number two turn your troubles into whimsy if you can uh curry you talked about losing things mm-hmm. dropping things uh laying your pen down looking right at it and not seeing it James and I have agreed that that that's not a problem. It's an opportunity to play button, button, who's got the button, which was my favorite game when I was a kid. Right. And, I remember that. And our our agreement is whoever finds the object gets a kiss from the other one. So I can this, which yeah. I like a lot. And then number three um, is I. I find ways to make sure James knows that I need him. I find ways like Linda, I think you've talked about, you focus on what they have, what they can do. You focus on their abilities, not their losses. 
And so that's, I think the last and most important thing is focusing on making sure that both James and I remember, I need him. And for as long as he's there, I'm going to find ways that, that he knows that and he can um, care for me in spite of what's being lost. Wow. Thank you. Three very good. Three very good points. Thank you. I'm a little disappointed. It was only three, though. No, <laughs> I, I have uh, four more pages. Uh, <laughs> I could go on, but not surprised. We'll save that for another time. <laughs> <laughs> but folks, that's all we have time for this week. We can't thank you, James and Anne Marie, enough to for you coming on here and sharing your experience with us. And uh, I know Linda asked you, Anne Marie, to come on again and share more. So for our listeners, that's coming down the pike. Thank you both again for sharing. As the more we share, the the more people we can help to know they are not alone on this journey. We want all of you to be a part of our podcast series and share your thoughts on topics you want to hear about. We provide our email address below in the episode description. So please feel free to send us an email with topics you want to hear about or want us to explore. We'd love to hear your feedback. And thank you both again. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yep. And send your comments and suggestions to either our email, louisbodyrollercoaster at gmail.com or our Facebook pages, Our Journey with Louis Body or the Louis Body Rollercoaster podcast group Facebook page that's a lot that's why i took it from you Kari. did you see i took that away from you because i'm like run out of breath before i, I got it all said <laughs> did you see i i took it from you this time <laughs> and a Thank reminder you. yeah you're welcome uh, i got your back buddy um and we we post the links to patreon and gofundme and if you need help with any of those facebook message curry we can't thank you all enough for supporting us to keep this podcast going as we continue to share and learn from and with one another. And remember, we're doing this podcast for all of us, and we appreciate that you tune in each week. Once again, folks, thank you for joining us. We really appreciated it. And as always, we will continue to post a link for the podcast each week for you in my Facebook group, Our Journey with Louis Body Dementia, and on our Louis Body Roller Coaster podcast group page, as well as many other groups. So thanks for joining us. Until next week, this is Linda and Curry signing off. Mm-hmm.